here in Kenya at the Global Catalyst Camp. It's been a real privilege to meet with workers where God is using them greatly. And um, uh, we have tried to connect with people, but uh, some people said, you've got to talk to Wilson. You've got to hear his story. And uh, as, uh, as we uh, come to this uh, time together, uh, I want to tell you, the listener, you've got to listen to Wilson. You've got to listen to his story. Because I'm sure you're going to uh, really enjoy and be encouraged, but also there will be some challenge as you hear what God is doing here in, uh, in Uganda. Wilson works with all nations. We love all nations because all nations uh, helped birth the work of Praxis in Australia when Floyd McClung was coming over a number of times and that deep friendship that we had with Floyd and uh, a sister and a partner uh, organisation really. So great to have Wilson from All Nations that's working in Uganda. Wilson, uh, thanks for coming on the interview. Welcome. Yeah, Wilson, tell us a little bit about your story um, and help us get to know you. Okay. Yeah, I'm Wilson. Uh, I was born from a family of uh, 23 kids. Wow. So my father had a bit of women, uh, about eight, and uh, seeing him was very hard. Um, we could get to see him once in a while. So we lived in the wild, and uh, it was a hard situation. Uh, as a result of his, you know, his um, ways of living, he got AIDS. Uh, that meant that all the other women had to, you know, they died. Uh, we didn't have ARVs that time, and my dad died a very bad death. So um, I was the elder then. Uh, I had 22 kids to take care of, and uh, it was very, very rough. <laughs> uh, I was very young, uh, about 14, and so life became, you know, drastically changed. Uh, most of the kids dropped out of school, were kicked out of the house. Um, most of the kids, you know, were taken to the village. And so I, for me, I said, I, I can't leave Kampala, which is the city. So I had to keep on staying with friends, uh, you know, five days here, two days there, and life became very hard. But as I was moving on the street of Kampala, I realized a boy who was selling, you know, newspapers. And uh, when I saw him, I said, wow, this boy, he has two hands, two legs, two eyes like me. Why can't I do what he's doing? Mm. So um, I went on the street, started selling newspapers as a young man, and that, you know, made me to connect with a lot of people on the street of Kampala. I know many vendors on the street of Kampala. And when I talked to this young man uh, to take me to the agent who was distributing uh, papers to all the uh, vendors in the city, the, the agent told me I had to be there by 3 a.m. every day uh, to start, you know, uh, the trade of uh, selling newspapers. So um, I had to be there by 3 a.m., then he asked me for the late of the, the chief uh, to bring that later. But then I didn't have anywhere I was staying. And so there was no chief to give me that letter to bring to him. So I started crying. And he told me, you're a big boy and you're crying. Why are you crying? Can't you be here by 3 a.m.? I said, I can't be here by 3 a.m. Then what is the problem? Can't you have the letter? I said, I can't have the letter. Because a chief controls an area and he has to know you to give a letter of recommendation. So he told me, leave the letter and you can come tomorrow by 3 a.m. 
and by 1 a.m. I was ready. Um, I got up, get, got prepared, and started walking. I feared everything on the road. You know, I see banana trees. Everywhere was dark, but I had nothing to do. And I thought, even if I died, no one cared. So um, at that stage, I, I walked through and walked through dangerous areas. And by 3 a.m., I was behind a Uganda house where this guy, you know, distributed newspapers. So I, long story short, I started selling newspapers. It was very, very hard uh, because the more papers you sold, the more you, you, you got. If you sold nothing, then you got nothing. Mm. So that prepared me to, um, you know, to have this resilience of persisting and going on because I sold, uh, he gave me 20 newspapers and uh, the 20 newspapers he would give to you at about, I can compare with dollars, maybe uh, 20, 20 cents and you are selling it at 30 cents. So what belongs to you is the 10 cents. So the more you sell, is the more you get. <laughs> and so the best I could do was about 18 newspapers. And um, that was very, very little for me to survive on, like feeding, like transport, like, you know, to get a small room where to stay. So I kept on staying with friends um, and then persisting to see that I, I, I go somewhere in school. Uh, so down the road, uh, to cut the long story short, that was very hard for me. Uh, but it was building my inner man to be strong. So along that journey, I discovered Jesus. And I said, wow, I think Jesus can help me. <laughs> I met some guys from uh, Fishers of Men who told me there is a Jesus. Uh, so when I went to school, um, my dad, you know, loved education. So the only thing he did for us is take us to uh, good schools. So he took me to a very, very good school where I made connections with, you know, uh, guys, rich, rich kids, uh, kids from rich families. And yeah, so um, that's how I made a lot of connections with people in, in those areas. And so when I was on the street, um, it built my confidence, it built my resilience. I kept on selling. I had nothing else to do. So um, down the road, things were very hard, and I kept on thinking to myself, this is too hard. Life has really turned around. I, I, life has messed me up. So as I was thinking, an idea just clicked into my head. Uh, so I ran on one street, designed a small form. Um, I used the money I was saving. I was dropping the box. I made many photocopies out of, uh, you know, out of that, you know, the form, a heap of them. I bought a backpack, and uh, then I started walking, you know, many areas in the city of Kampala. And I went knocking on offices and uh, telling them my idea. And all of them turned me down. They said, no, 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 we are not interested. No, 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 we are not. I walked until 3 p.m. in the, in the afternoon, and I didn't get anything. So as I was coming back thinking, why is life so hard? Why is it terrible like this? Why has life turned around all of a sudden? Uh, and I'd used, what pained me is that I used the only man I'd saved, wow. all of it on a, on a stupid idea that could not work. But when I came back, I saw a very tall building called Yogan House in Kampala. And I said, oh, why can't I try this building? So I went floor by floor, uh, you know, knocking on every office, and everyone still turned me down. So the first person who welcomed me was on, uh, uh, the guy who was called Rollins. 
he had been seeing me on the street. And he told me, my friend, what is, what, what is wrong? I've already bought newspapers from you. I told him I have a suggestion. So I told him, you have been my friend, meeting me on the streets. And uh, he would buy newspapers from me. But on Saturdays, you don't work. On Sundays, you don't work. I don't see you. And when it rains, I don't see you. So instead of meeting me on the street, I want to bring the paper to your office. And um, that really excited him. He asked me, do you think this is going to work? I told him, it can work. So um, that's when he told me, what can I do? I pulled out my form. I told just fill up this form and the rest will be okay. But down on the form, I'd put a condition that someone gives me money for a full year and for me, I just keep on uh, delivering the paper. Yeah, when he read that, he said, no, 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 this is a lot of money. I don't have this money now. I convinced him, I told him, just fill up the form. When you get the money, you know, you, you, you give it to me. You call me and I pick it. So when that guy, Roland, signed that form, it changed my life. Because just one day, I'd sold 365 newspapers. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it had given me confidence that, oh, I think I can do this. Thirdly, I had something to show to people that this is possible. And so... Um, I, I, I continued on, and I was very happy. I went to other offices. Uh, the next office, I, I talked to them. It was a project which had a lot of money, and I, I convinced them. I told them, you know, your friend Lawrence is, you know, is, has signed this form, and I'll be delivering papers to him. So I want you to, you know, I want to be bringing newspapers here. Lawrence had taken one paper per day for the whole year, but this project took 20 newspapers per day. That's about 7,300 newspapers. That changed my life. I, because they gave me, Uganda shillings was about 5,842,000. That was a lot of money at my age. And so I grew from those newspapers to thousands of newspapers that I was taking per day. Because I did that through the town. And, and that money I used, you know, to change life around for my siblings, and for myself. Uh, but as a result of that, I, um, you know, they, they were asking, you know, the vendor, I mean the agent, that, you know, where are you taking the newspapers? I said, no, there is a young boy, he started with, you know, with uh, 20 newspapers, but now he's taking so much. Uh, I don't know how he's doing it. So they asked to see me, and uh, I, I got scared, because this man is what was maintaining me and, and my siblings. But then, at that point, he didn't tell me why they were calling me. Mm-hmm. So for the first time, uh, the next day when I went with him, I entered into a boardroom, what they call a boardroom, something that was beyond me. <laughs> it was beyond my imagination. I'd never been to a boardroom. I was, you know, a guy of the streets, air conditioning and, you know, rocking chairs and the long table. And these guys were seated there. So they started asking. I thought they were going to take away my business because I don't know what, what I'd done. So when they asked me, young man, take a seat. I could not even sit in those rocking chairs. I sat at the edge of the chair mm. like that, literally, because I was scared that I'd done something wrong because vendors are normally on drugs or you know they are criminals. But I wasn't any of that. But later, when they, they told me, 
tell us where do you take the newspapers. I maybe thought that when I give the money to the agent, he wasn't delivering it to the company. So I told them that, sir, I give the money every day to the agent. Then they told me, no, we want to tell us how you're selling the newspapers. So I explained to them, and uh, they were very, very surprised at the idea I'd got, because that idea wasn't in, in, in my country. It wasn't prominent. So um, they told me, you are giving you a job. So without a degree, the job they gave me uh, needed someone who, had, you know, who was a graduate, uh, wasn't any of that, someone who knew how to drive with a driving license. I had never thought about driving. So they gave me a job, and that's how I entered into the corporate life. And now... When I was in the corporate life, I helped, you know, my siblings. I was connecting with them. I was like a father to them, uh, the 22 kids, as well as, you know, managing uh, life to work. I, um, I implemented what I was doing in my little business uh, and, 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 and brought it in, in the company. And we started, you know, the subscription business. And it worked out so well. Yeah. So... Um, at that time, because I had gotten some money, I was also continuing with a bit of education when I got time. And uh, I was supposed to, you know, to go to university, but I, it was very, very busy for me. So uh, what I did, when those guys took me out and I came back uh, in the country, because they wanted, you know, to, they were happy with me, what I'd done and how the sales had grown up, the circulation had improved. They took me out. So when I came back, they, the, the guys who are there, the older guys, were jealous. They said, this boy has just come in and they are making for him a passport and they are flying him out. Uh, you know, they are giving him everything. So I thought to myself, I don't have an education, no papers, no, you know, I don't fit in this place. So I, I had to have some papers. So I, I went back to school. I, asked, uh, I applied to Makerere University and uh, I applied for econom economics and they gave me uh, to do economics. So I was, you know, a full-time parent to my, my siblings. I was working full-time because if I told these guys that I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm studying, they would have told me go and study, then you come back which would have been very hard for me. So my job involved a lot of field work. So um, during the time of my field work, I run to university, I come to the job, I go home to look after the, you know, uh, my, my siblings. So out of that, um, my siblings are all successful. Uh, almost 17 of them have gone through university as a result of that. They are very, very successful. Uh, some in police, chief, you know, uh, very senior in police, some, you know, telecom companies, some in oil companies. And so, for me, uh, after finishing my degree, I, told, I came to these guys that, you know, uh, I applied in a bank called uh, DFCU. Uh, when I applied in the bank, they gave me the job. Uh, so that's where I started banking from, right from, you know, uh, newspapers. I entered into banking. And when I told these guys I'm going, they said, no, we are going to triple your money. Don't go. But I, I thought to myself, my dream in life was to be a banker. When I would go with my dad to, you know, to the banking hall to pay for our school fees, 
I saw the bankers were very smart, very organized, and I, I thought, yes, I want to be a banker in life. But when I was on the streets uh, selling newspapers, that dream had gone, and I knew I would not be a banker. But when I was t- seated in the bank behind my, you know, my, my table, I thought to myself, yes, I think I wanted to be a banker, and here I am. So I went, uh, did uh, my master's, um, I continued studying, I love studying. Uh, so when I went to study, I applied in another bank, a bigger bank, they still gave me the job. And I grew, you know, I, I became a manager, and uh, I started serving pastors in my city. Many pastors would come, they want, you know, to be served and said, oh, this is a person who is there. And we thought would change our city. But the city never changed. So I decided to pray for the pastors. I told God, God, uh, help these pastors to, you know, to change our city. And uh, at that point, God spoke to me, he told me, leave the bank. This was one of the hardest things to do. Because, you know, I've told you my story. Mm-hmm. I come from, you know, a poverty-stricken family. You know, uh, the parents are all dead and we had nothing. And now I'd climbed the ladders uh, to, to a comfortable job. As a manager, I had everything that I needed. Uh, I was very comfortable. And then God told me, leave the bank. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things. Um, it was hard to even think, uh, even what to tell, you know, the kids, how to, to reason it out. But long story short, I had to leave the bank and obey what God was saying. The problem, I didn't know where to go, how to do it, what to do. So um, when I left the bank, um, I started walking, you know, the streets, uh, you know, interacting with people. And so I met guys from the ghetto. Uganda, we have a lot of ghettos. Uh, 78% of the population are young men. And because of unemployment, they get frustrated and they're on drugs, high on drugs and prostitution. So when I entered into the ghetto, I met uh, very dynamic young people. Ghost, there's a guy uh, who was called Ghost, who, you know, the parents died when he was uh, around two years, uh, the mom and the dad at three years. And so he grew up with the grandparents. So this guy started drugs when he was about nine, and he knew every little ghetto. He would take you everywhere. So when I connected with them, you know, I started, you know, I wanted to learn. I told them I wanted to learn from them because I didn't know <laughs> why I was actually in, you know, where, where I was going to go because God just told me to leave, not knowing what I was going to do, how I was, I was going to do it. So I started hanging out with these guys. Um, I had to change my lifestyle because, you know, banking, uh, you have to put on suits and, you know, the ties and well composed. But now, here we are. I had to go to the ghetto, which is very dirty. We had to sit on the ground, you know, dust. So I had to change my lifestyle, remove my, you know, my suits and just go to learn from these guys. I didn't go to dictate to them. They, I didn't go to preach to them. But I, did, I went there to make relationship with them. So I started hanging out every day with them, uh, listening to them, uh, seeing them administering drugs to themselves. Um, I didn't condemn them. I just continued hanging out, understanding them, 
uh, until they trusted me. When they trusted me, then they brought me to their inner, you know, circle. And we started, you know, chatting until we made that group, the first group, where we, we started, you know, talking about Jesus. So um, at that point, I didn't know how to do it. So uh, that's when I, uh, there's a, a man called Derek um, who, you know, was taking a lot of pastors outside. And I, was, I wasn't a pastor, but I was included, you know, I wanted, I thought, okay, maybe God wants me to go there and learn. So I went to South Africa. They were talking about leadership development. But this man was also just learning about discipleship, just a little. And the person who came, one of the teachers, uh, was, called, uh, was called Fuad, who came from Morocco. He had been kicked out of Morocco, and he was in South Africa. So he came to teach, and he talked about discipleship and making disciples. And I said, wow, this is something new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after teaching there, after t- that, that, that lesson, I went to this guy, and he, so he connected me to all nations. So that's where I met Floyd, I met all these guys, and they were seriously talking about making disciples, church planting, they were, you know, DMM, and I was fascinated. So I went there, he connected me, I went there for their training. I stayed in, uh, um, in uh, South Africa with the Floyd and the other team for over six months, just learning how to do this. I went into their, um, their you know, uh, drug, drug houses because there are lots of uh, townships yeah. there where there are drug houses. I went in there. So I did some bit of training. So when I came back, I said, wow, now I'm going to start former DBSs. So that's how I started, you know, those DBSs with uh, this core group. And uh, Ghost had a friend called Hashim. Uh, Hashim has come here. He's, he's from a Muslim family, but he was known everywhere. He was a truck driver. Uh, he would drive from, right from Uganda into, you know, Kenya. Uh, he would drive to the coast of Mombasa and then come back like that. So along the way, he had a stream of, uh, uh, of people he was delivering drugs to. He would go there, take drugs. And so when I connected with the ghost, uh, why did they call him ghost? Because uh, when they were taking drugs, and then the police was coming, would disappear all of a sudden. <laughs> so in the ghettos, they started calling him ghost. Uh, but he's a very nice guy. Uh, and he had this connection with, uh, with Hashim. And so I started connecting with Hashim, uh, from Ghost to Hashim. Then Hashim, you know, connected with Big. Uh, Big also came here. All, all these guys, Hashim and Big, are uh, Muslims. Uh, Big is called, is called Ibrahim. So uh, Big is connected to a lot of ghettos as well. Uh, he was connected to Zaga. Zaga is connected to uh, Andrew. Andrew is connected to Farida who was uh, a prostitute. Uh, so we started up, you know, these groups uh, in the ghettos, groups that make groups that make groups, and disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And um, down the road, we've seen God working in simple ways. And uh, he's touched, you know, lives. He's transformed lives. <laughs>